Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 in Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Morning, Bax. How are you? I am... I'm fine. <laughs> you having a happy hump day so far? No, it, it's fine. It's just, it, it's like everything is rushed. I'm rushing through everything. Well, this, uh, this whole doing news and doing stuff. I mean, I was not uh, born to be working for a living. You know, somewhere on a beach, uh, Nagel's probably uh, twisting one up and uh, laughing at the fact that we're having a whole bunch of time for it. Totally laughing at it. Hey, listen, we have uh, more Springfield Thunderbird hockey tickets for tonight's All right. uh, opening round playoff game against the Hartford Wolfpack. Nate Costa will be joining us after 8 o'clock this morning. I can't wait to talk to his hair. I don't even care about Nate. I just... <laughs> You don't even care if it responds. Yeah. Just to look at it and just to marvel at it. So thick and flowing. Uh, yes. Is Now, is he calling in or is he going to be in the studio? He's going to be here. Oh, he's going to actually be here? We can stare into his dreamy eyes Yes, we, Yes, we can. All right. But primarily, we're going to talk about Thunderbird hockey with him. All right. That's, I guess, I mean, you're going to ask the hair questions if you must. <laughs> I'm going to try, if I can, to focus on the hockey. My first question out of the shoot is, is that a one or two-step conditioner that you're using? <laughs> I'm sure there's hundreds of dollars of products to make that look so perfect. <laughs> it's 536 with Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 55 tonight. Maybe a few clouds lower, 35. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy. And a high of 69 degrees. It's uh, currently 41 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Today is all going to be about, uh, well, not the whole show, but a good amount of the show will be dedicated to the Springfield Thunderbirds. Tonight is game one of their three-game series against Hartford. We'll have tickets and Nate Costa uh, today on the show. My prediction, two-game sweep. Bax, that's my prediction. I can see it. Two-game sweep. Uh, that, would be, uh, that would be terrific. It, only if it's... Springfield that's doing the sweeping. You know, and if our signal, I know it reaches down to Hartford now that I, I learned that this weekend. So if you're one of those uh, Wolf Pack players and you're listening right now, just pack your stuff in. Just don't even bother showing up. <laughs> Call it a day. It's been a good season. Get your clubs. Get yeah. out there on the course. Yeah, game two is going to be a very, it's going to be a sad, lonely place to be if you're going to be at the Civic Center. Uh, later this week, uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking to a comedian, Ray Harrington. He's going to be at the uh, at the Loft Comedy Club. He is. He's going to be at Loft this Friday and Saturday. Um, I've told people this. He's not a household name yet, but uh, he is absolutely uh, fantastic. Very, very, very uh, funny comedian. Also has a uh, film that he made, a documentary on, uh, I think it's on Amazon now, called Be a Man. That's really, uh, really funny. All right. Also, uh, Friday... Uh, pretty excited about this. Um, there is an all-gay ACDC <laughs> tribute band called Gay CDC. Yes. And uh, they will be on the show on Friday. It is... Uh, you can check them out on uh, YouTube. I think you'll find they are very, very good. And uh, I think you'll be surprised how easily ACDC's music fits into that whole presentation. You know, uh, your first... Res- your first response is like I, I that's a weird mix of this really testosterone fueled uh, you know but then you think about like you say the song titles dirty deeds and all these other ones oh, and yeah. 
and you realize um, eh, they were kind of gay. Well, uh, they they were certainly, although they, they seem to be ensconced in, uh, in heterosexual culture, um, I think if you turn around the album cover and you look at some of the yeah. titles of the songs you realize hey maybe i misjudge these guys yeah yeah so. just a little bit <laughs> so that's coming up on uh, on friday oh it's that's great 558 with bax and nagel and marty caproni on rock 102 signing 102 Let's- bax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware with scott's four step four easy steps to an awesome lawn hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you Folks, as you know, we live in a society of rules. Without rules, we would live in anarchy, total chaos. Excuse me. The sort of lawless environment that would promote such brazen hostility as things like the thing with the mattress tags or the same plate twice at a salad bar, storming the Capitol wearing a Viking helmet and animal skins. Rules are essential. However, there are times when rules are stupid, and when that happens, it's usually a rule that comes from Major League Baseball. Oh, sure, I got used to the infield fly rule, and I'm getting used to the new pitch clock stipulations, too. But if Major League Baseball had its way, they would bastardize and destroy the very game that made them so important in the first place. Yesterday, the league announced that they'll be experiencing, uh, experimenting with some new rules this season in the Atlantic League. Among some of these rules would include a designated pinch runner that would be allowed to, that would allow the substituted player to remain in the game. They're also looking to add something known as the double hook designated hitter rule. This would allow a team to use the DH throughout the game just as long as the starting pitcher lasts at least five innings. If he doesn't, then the team would lose their designated hitter and the pitcher would be forced to take the plate. There's also something called the single disengagement rule in which the pitcher is only allowed to take his foot off the rubber once per bat to pick off a runner and or to reset the pitch clock. Folks, what are we doing here? Baseball doesn't need more rules that nobody understands. We've already got enough of those things. What baseball needs is simplification. Part of its long-standing popularity is it didn't take a genius to figure it out. Baseball is a game that was created for idiots by idiots, and that's what made it so great. Now, if you asked an idiot about the rules of baseball, there's a good chance he'd get the right answer. Today, baseball is being mutated into something that's completely unrecognizable, and I don't have the time or the patience to take on new things. So how about we leave baseball alone and focus our attention on other important stuff, like how to buy a box of Fenway Franks and not miss the action because the pitch clock wasn't long enough for you to get back to your seat. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. It's hurting, isn't it? Jeremy to the rescue. Jeremy is a lawn care specialist at the South Hadley Rockies. Jeremy knows his stuff, especially Scott's four-step or anything else for that matter. Good people like Jeremy and rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Van Halen. With Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni uh, filling in for Steve all week. Oh, man. Can't go wrong with a little Van Halen in the morning. You know, um, tonight I, the uh, the Thunderbirds are opening up their their playoff series with the Hartford Wolfpack. Yeah, we talked about them uh, yesterday. We'll have tickets again today for tonight's game. So when we give them away, and that is not right now, I can assure you, when we give them away, you'll have to be able to pick them up tonight before 5. Oh, that's important. Yeah, because if you don't, then... We're stuck with four extra tickets, and I hate to think uh, you know, of the other two people that you and I are going to decide to go <laughs> with from the staff, but that's the way it's going to work. You can't just use our name at the door, is what you're telling me? <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose I could, uh, I, could, I, could me. I could push my influence and uh, see where 
see where it lands. But uh, but Nate Costa is going to be here after eight o'clock today to talk about talk about the Thunderbirds. What's going on? You know they got to the game tonight, and uh, game two is in Hartford. Game three, if necessary, back in Springfield. I uh, I was looking up uh, on the break the history of uh, Springfield hockey. Yeah. Um, did you realize that the Springfield Indians, before they were the Springfield Indians, were the Quebec Beavers? Uh, actually, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I learned that. So I like to – I don't know much about uh, sports, but I like to go animal versus animal. <laughs> so I feel like – I feel like – I don't know what a Thunderbird actually is. Um, I know it's a jet for the air force yeah so i, I know, feel like a thunderbird could take out a wolf uh i know it was a kind of car for a while it was the uh, the ford thunderbird that was a that was a big seller for <laughs> a hot minute <laughs> one of my friends that uh, they, they had a they had a thunderbird uh when we were kids and uh that's back before you had to put seatbelts on your uh on your car or anything if you take your kids <laughs> places and you know i grew up in a real blue collar neighborhood and they uh they had a, I think it was a Ford Thunderbird, and it had no floorboards. The floorboards had had it rusted out. And oh, it, so you could see the the uh, the, see, the road beneath you. You could see the road beneath your feet, like the Flintstones. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who had a, uh, his first car was a like a VW Bug. Oh, nice. And it had no floor, and and in fact, uh, it had no driver's seat. So <laughs> it was, it was a milk crate and bungee cord strapped to I don't know what the hell it was strapped to. <laughs> It had no back, so I mean, if he if if there was ever an accident, uh, I mean, he would have been killed instantly. But this is this is what he put on the road, and I don't know how this happened. That car never failed inspection. I think it's because he knew somebody. We, uh, my my buddy from my old neighborhood, Stephen Blake. Steve Blake was an interesting character. He would do weird things. Uh, so one day he bought a uh, oh god, I forget what kind of car it was. It was like maybe like a maybe like one of those uh, Dodge Omnis or something like that. You know? Okay. He bought it and he wanted a convertible. So what he did was he took a saber saw out and just cut the roof off the car. And uh, what he learned quickly was that it was not structurally sound because uh, you needed a roof to keep the frame from twisting. Mm-hmm. So what he realized was he was going to engineer it by. Uh, Pouring concrete in the doors to strengthen the outside of the car. Smart. Yep. And yeah. Then, and then uh, he was a big Jimmy Buffett fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, a parrot head, as they call them. That's not what I would have called him. So, <laughs> so he decided that he was going to uh, put a pool liner in the back seat <laughs> and fill it up and make it like a rolling hot tub. You ever see the pictures of someone converting like an old El Camino into a hot tub? Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. It was basically the same idea. And then uh, one day, my my buddy Steve uh, Carrington and I decided that we were going to take the car. He let us take the car for the night, and uh, we 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 said it had no hood ornament, so we glued a stuffed pig to the uh, to the to the hood <laughs> of the car, and uh, we were in the drive-through at McDonald's at probably two in the morning. And uh, this lady's like, what did you do to your car? She was asking us all these questions, and we were answering them nicely. And what we didn't realize is somebody else in the uh, McDonald's was calling the police at the same exact time and because uh, they didn't feel the car was roadworthy. Yeah, well, yeah, who are they to judge? Yeah, yeah. You know, from a distance. So we got pulled over on Memorial Drive in this car that was, uh, you know, concrete spilling out the doors. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the uh, police officer uh, did not find it funny that we had glued a stuffed pig to the hood ornament and made a silly reference when he pulled us over. 
But there was nothing he could do because he had gotten an inspection sticker right before he sawed the roof off. <laughs> so the cop let us go. The cop let us go with a uh, license plate light ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It was like one of those things like, you idiots, I can't believe this is on the road, but there's really nothing I can do. So here's your ticket for your license plate light. Uh, you remember what your first car was? Yeah. That's a great. Uh, so... Well, my first car that I ever went in was my mother. She had a, a limited edition, one of a kind, uh, Plymouth Duster. It was Ooh. a one door uh, mm. because uh, my, it was my aunt's car. She bought it brand new, and somebody smashed into the door on the uh, passenger side, so the door didn't work anymore. And my father was like, "Oh, the door—it's a perfectly good car." So he bought it off my aunt <laughs> and gave it to my poor mother, who had to drive this one door. Dodge Duster. But then uh, she went from that to a 79 Plymouth Volari, which was kind of my first car. I shared it with my mom. It had a slant six uh, slant six uh, motor in it, mm-hmm. and I beat that thing senseless, and it would not die. Wow. Yeah, it's probably still on the road. I, uh, I uh, My first car was a totally choice, 1981 Ooh. Toyota Tercel Wagon. Wow. Oh, geez, a five-door. Uh, this thing would... You could. How, how could you, you get anywhere with all the women throwing themselves at you? You know what? It was it was very hard because uh, you know you couldn't go into any neighborhood in town where the chicks were just all over you. How can I? Ooh, what sweet wheels! How can I get in? <laughs> Once you put a spoiler on that roof, oh, uh, it's and, a wagon. So and you got I, room in the back. Giggity, giggity. Yeah, that's right. If the Tercel is rocking, it's time to go get it uh, prepared. This car would go from zero to 60 in nine and a half weeks. This thing was so powerful. And uh, there's the crazy part about it. It's actually, um, I bought it for my dad for, okay. a, for a dollar yeah. and uh, and drove it yeah. you know, back to college. You know, I, I Actually, well, you know, back to Milwaukee. I graduated college by then. Drove it to, you know, drove it back. How it got there, I don't know. Because what my dad said, and I realized my dad doesn't know anything more about cars than I do. Yes. I thought he was much smarter than me. Uh, every third fill up on gas, he said, you got to drop a quarter of oil in it. It <laughs> burns oil like you wouldn't believe. Now, I thought, in 1985, 86, aren't we kind of beyond that? I mean, shouldn't yeah. shouldn't you be doing uh, like an oil change once every three to 4,000 miles as opposed to once every three or four weeks? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> And uh, eventually, uh, that car was totaled. Uh, uh, in an accident? In a, in a car accident. Oh, that's sad. It was very sad, because at that point, uh, I, I was, I, the chicks just stopped coming. Well, I mean, they really, they at that point, once the wheels were off the road, and I had to buy a cheap <laughs> Cavalier, all of a sudden, that was it. I had a Cavalier, too. Did you really? I, yes, I did. I had an 86 Cavalier. Uh, my mother, uh, we, we got that car and it had uh, grateful dead stickers on it. So here was my mom, <laughs> my mom, uh, who went to church every Sunday and, uh, worked, uh, did the Catholic appeals and everything driving around and with deadhead stickers all over her car. I had no idea what they were. I wasn't going to tell her. Right. Uh, my first actual car that I bought for myself though, when I got out of college was a Toyota Corolla. Wow. Yeah. I bought it off former, uh, school principal, uh, this guy, Bill Coscor in Chicopee. I paid uh, $600 for it. Um, I was getting 32 and a half cents a mile from the company that I was working for, for driving. Mm, that's and, very, actually very generous. And with a Corolla, 
it probably cost me about uh, one and a half cents to drive anywhere because it was so easy on gas, <laughs> and gas was like a dollar at the time. Um, so I I was saving for a new car because I was making so much on mileage, and uh, I went to uh, my 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 service station. I asked my mechanic. I said. What should I do with this? And he said, well, it's a Toyota. If you don't care about it, you should just drive it until the wheels fall off. Don't do anything to it. So I took him very literal. I did not change the oil in this thing for two years. <laughs> I, dro- I drove it. I did nothing to it. Yeah. And then when it was time to sell it, I felt bad because I was like, you know, I haven't done anything. This is going to blow up if someone gets it. I put it on for 500 bucks. Some guy called me up. He goes, I'll give you $800 for it if I can come test drive it right now. So I said, sure. The guy shows up. He's about 400 pounds. Okay. He gets in the car. The, the I swear to God, the two tires on the passenger side are almost lifting off the ground. He was so heavy, and it's such a little car. <laughs> he took it for one lap around my block in, uh, in Chicopee, and he said, uh, here's your 800 cash. I said, listen, before you pay me, I haven't changed the oil. He goes, don't worry about that. That's fine. It's okay. So I made... $300 or $200 on the sale of the car, and I made about uh, $70,000 in mileage wow. driving the thing for two years or whatever. Very good. Yeah, yeah, and then my, my next. My Cavalier story uh, is kind of a sad one. Oh, wow. And uh, it, it's like, and, and it had nothing to do with how it how it drove it or anything. Like that. <laughs> I was like, a Cavalier's kind of a sad car, so. I, uh, I, was, uh, I was on, I, I was about to go on vacation. Yep. Okay, and the day before vacation, um, we had Kevin Nealon in the studio. Comedian oh. Kevin Nealon. Okay, and uh, we're trying to get him for Loft, by the way. Great, okay. he's awesome. I heard, and um, we had him on the air. We were talking about comedy and said, "Well, you want to, you know, come on up and and open for the yeah. show?" And I was like, uh, sure. "Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll do that." And so I go, and then it's like there were two shows, and so like in between shows, it's like me, Kevin Nealon, and his wife, and we're talking for just hours, just you know, just yeah. getting along great. Uh, you, you know, we obviously you know we're, we're connecting a lot, and by the end of end of the conversation, he says, "Well, here, here's my phone, my home number. Write this down. You ever in New York? You know, look me up. I'd be happy to, to show uh-huh. you show you around." I'm thinking, well, that's terrific. The only piece of paper I had, and I don't even know why I'm carrying this thing around with me, was a checkbook. <laughs> so I wrote <laughs> Kevin Nealon's number down on a check. I wrote Kevin Nealon's note on the register that you know this is Kevin Nealon's home phone number, and I made it real big, and you, you couldn't miss it. But I didn't have time to transfer it to something else because I had a flight the next morning. Okay, I get back uh, on that on that Monday morning. It's just like a, a quick weekend trip, and I park my car at uh, in the parking garage. Yeah, and then like at eight o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call from the police. And my car has been broken into. Oh, no. It still had my luggage. It had, uh, you know, the, the dashboard was ripped out. The doors were <laughs> smashed in. Oh. And, of course, what was stolen? Your checkbook. My checkbook. with, with It had no money in it, but the one valuable thing it had it was, was Kevin Nealon's home phone uh, number. Oh, no. And then y- years later, we in- uh, interviewed him again, and I tried to... Bring it up. Bring it up. And he had no recollection of it whatsoever. Uh, like, oh, come on, man. Uh, One of my great stories. And there you go. You could have been on Saturday Night Live. You could have been Chris Farley. Uh, well, listen, There's yeah. only we can only have one Marquette guy at a time yeah. on any <laughs> any given moment. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. Over 50% off at Lee's RV in Ellington. Office in Hartford? Do you have an office furniture store? 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. At 6.30 and Jimi Hendrix of Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni here filling in for uh, for Steve all week. Uh, we're going to have some Thunderbird tickets to give away a little bit later on. Nate Costa is going to be in here and uh, lots of other stuff in between. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I hope Nate doesn't get upset that I've been uh, joking around about his hair. I'd hate for him to pull my shirt over my head and give me a beating right now. I don't, I don't think that he's got that in it. I mean, I've never seen any... Uh, I've never seen him check anybody into the glass before. I've well, never seen that. We no do cross have a big check. glass window here in the studio. I could see him putting me right through it, you know? Well, just just give me a warning that you're going to uh, provoke him because <laughs> I want to get my camera ready. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on YouTube. We'll start getting some hits. <laughs> we have news coming up next to Rock 102. A local bank that makes a difference with a rate that... It's 6.33 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serviulocksmith.com. The uh, town of West Springfield had to issue a boil water order yesterday for several locations for at least 48 hours due to a water main break in the Rogers Avenue, Gooseberry Road area. As a result of the break, certain areas in town have experienced dangerously low water pressure and crews are working to uh, isolate uh, we're working yesterday to isolate the areas and conduct repairs, but the impacted area, it's a 48-hour water boil. Oh, wow. So you, you do not consume that tap water without boiling it first because uh, that's bad. They were talking, so it's uh, west of Piper Road, Amos Town Road, South Boulevard to the uh, to the Westfield border. So don't drink the water in West Springfield. Does West Springfield have uh is that water come from uh, Quabbin, or does that come from uh, somewhere else? I think it comes right from underneath the pipes at uh, Bondi's Island. Uh, that's if I'm what not I was mistaken. Ask. Yeah. I was, you should probably boil it anyways. Yeah, years uh, uh, years ago uh, when I was living in Wisconsin, they had this uh, this big cryptosporidium outbreak. Now, Chris, cryptosporidium is like a. I was it, ready to invest already yeah. when you said. It. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's not exactly. <laughs> Put, I'm putting all my money in cryptosporidium. No, it's, it's not really a blockchain thing, <laughs> okay, okay. but uh, basically, it's a parasite that uh, gets into your body through uh, tainted water, oh. and it al- it uh, forces you to have uncontrollable movement in oh. your lower digestive system. Oh, I think I can see the picture you're painting. Yeah, so you know, we had to boil water for almost uh, like two or three weeks. Oh god, that's and so it was it was uh, it was horrible. And I got it. You you ended up getting it. Oh my! How God. much weight did you lose? Uh five hundred pounds. <laughs> okay, good. And I only weighed like two twenty five at the time. I was turned inside. Out. You know, I'm going to the Bahamas to do comedy next month, and uh, I realize how fat and disgusting I am right now. I really, if, if you could just get a tube of that cryptosporidium right oh, now. Oh, God, no, you don't, you don't, you want, don't it. want it. You don't want it? Trust me when I tell you, if they're telling you to boil your water because it's not dangerous, because it's not scene. safe to drink, uh, do yourself a favor, a favor, boil it twice just to be sure. <laughs> Speaking of uh, West Springfield, they'll still have their own 24-hour veterinary emergency hospital, making the first of its kind in the greater Springfield area in four years. The veterinary emergency and specialty hospital in South Deerfield will expand to West Springfield this July. It's a 12,000-square-foot facility that will replace Springfield's greatest, uh, greater Springfield's previous 24-hour care on Boston Road, which shut down in 2019. Uh, the new hospital plans to offer things like ultrasounds, full blood services, in-house lab tests, and it'll be located across from the Olympia Ice Center on Capitol Drive in West oh, Springfield. Nice. Good location for it. And you know what? This is really long overdue. 2019 doesn't seem like it that far ago, but if your dog or cat I... needs any serious emergency medical attention, yep. you got to go 
way out of your way to, to make sure that your your pet is seen and uh, it's ridiculously uh, inconvenient did you ever have to take a pet to the uh, south deerfield uh animal hospital in an emergency uh situation no but i did have to take a former dog of mine to uh, boston road before it closed because he came down soon after we got him with a nasty case of parvo oh yeah sure yep. and uh so yeah, so when they closed and you go all the way out to, to South Deerfield, that's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a yeah, bit my, of a haul. My old, I had a black lab, my my dog Casey, who I loved at her for 13 years, and as she was failing when she got older, she started having seizures, and of course, you know, the dogs never can have a seizure on the middle of the day, so it always has to be at night when nothing's open, and uh, off to South Deerfield I went. Um, they were awesome, except it is it was pricey. It was real pricey because you're paying for the service that it's emergency you know um but i remember driving up there distinctly saying why in the hell does south deerfield have a 24-hour animal service and the springfield area does not you know what i mean i I have no idea but i know there's a lot of people in the springfield area that can't get to south deerfield and this is the time of year around when it happened and i can tell you there's one thing that uh was really funny to me when i walked into the emergency room there there was about 10 dogs that looked just like mine they were labs yeah and all of them had porcupine quills in their nose you know what i mean from chasing (laughs) porcupine like they it's like the as soon as porcupine season happens all the labs are like what's that i smell oh it's porcupine let me go stick my head and you could just see everybody like a Oh, he's back again. Uh, this is the fifth time I've paid $700 to have quills pulled out of my dog's <laughs> nose. You know. That's the thing about dogs, though. When when bad things happen, uh, they don't learn their lesson. Never. Ever. Yeah. No. I, I had a dog get sprayed by a skunk twice in three days. Like, you figure like, once uh, he would have learned his lesson. Don't mess with a skunk. Uh, Same thing with a, with a porcupine. You figure if you got, if you got a face full of quills, uh, well, I'm not going to do that again. Two days later, he's, you, you got a face full of quills a second time. I remember dog sitting for my cousin is before I ever had my own dog. And I love, I have an unhealthy love of dogs. Anyone who knows me knows that. It's legal. Uh, it's legal. Yeah. Right okay. now, currently. But, uh, you know, um, but this, uh, this dog that I was dog sitting, he got sprayed by a skunk. So I, and I, I had to get up in the mornings. It was like almost like working here. I had to get up in the mornings at 4:45. I was working for Coca-Cola and I, I was cursing this dog all night because I had to drive out to all these convenience stores all around Enfield looking for tomato juice, which oh, I found out doesn't really work. Actually well, makes it worse. Old wives' tale, right? Yep. And the thing that actually makes it work is like Dawn dish detergent, hydrogen peroxide, and uh, one other thing all mixed together, baking soda or something all mixed together. I, I clean this dog until 3.30 in the morning. I get up on an hour and a half of sleep. I work all day. I come back. I go to walk the dog that night. I take him on a leash out in the backyard, even though it's fenced. Right. And the stupid dog slips out of the leash, goes after skunk, gets sprayed a second <sighs> time in a row. I know. It's just like, you know, even the dumbest human being yeah. uh, learns a, a lesson. Yeah. A somewhat. I mean, yeah. if, if, a, if, a, if a dude, uh, regardless of how intelligent he is, gets sprayed by a skunk, he yeah. learns, I probably should not be chasing after skunks as a human being. Right. Just let that be a lesson for me to hold on to for the rest of my life. The hey, dog doesn't do that. All this animal talk has made me question something. Um, I, I would love an update. Does anyone know what's going on with Mary the Eland antelope? 
You know what? I don't know if there has been any uh Has Mary updates. moved on? Well, I mean, there was like that one you know, piece of property in Wilbraham was claiming to uh yeah. to have it. But, but then you know, it's where's the follow up? Where, where's Western Mass News or twenty two on this story? She's expanding her area. The last time they saw her, I thought it was up almost out near Palmer or something like that. So, you know. I mean, maybe she fits in in Palmer. Maybe. maybe maybe she just you know took the wrong turn trying to get back to Ludlow. <laughs> she's, she's try- <laughs> maybe it's a, it's a terrible wrong turn to take. Sorry, Palmer. Uh, <laughs> but but I was I was wondering about that. I was curious if they've uh, if they've got if anyone has the answer. If they can just message yeah. me, that would be great. That'd be good to know because uh, you know people have questions. Yeah, I, I told you I had two goals uh, from coming on here this week and and doing the shows. It still has not happened. I would like this. Start, this goes back to when you were on uh, a sabbatical, yeah, um, or vacation, or uh, I was sick, sick. Oh, yeah. one of those things. Okay, uh, I, I accidentally drank the water in West Springfield. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I want to uh, play with the monkeys at uh, Lupazoo. And, and, and no one has invited you no to go. No one's invited me. Really? No one's invited me. Yep. And and uh, still nothing. From my friends over at Barnes Air Force Base about loading my fat butt into one of those uh, fighter planes and uh, and throwing me up there for five Gs. Well, they're uh, they're getting a whole bunch of new planes over there in uh, Barnes at uh, at Barnes. Uh, apparently, uh, it's their latest generation F thirty five fighters of the Air National Guard's one hundred and fourth Fighter Wing, All right. uh, guaranteeing the Westfield's base role in the national air defense for decades to come. So they get a new plane. So if anyone was thinking, oh, you know, they're going to shut this place down someday, uh, not now. No, now that's going to stay open. Now that's going to it's going to stay open, and uh, they'll be ready to charge you for parking in the air show, and in no time at all. You know, uh, well, now that we have these new fighters coming in, I, I, listen, I want to let them know I'm not picky. I'll take one of the old fighters. They can take me for a ride in the old in the old one before they retire. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't put you in a new model. I would, I would no. go like a, the scratch and dent. It's like, what do they have there now? Like F-15s or something like that or, or whatever, you know, throw me in one of those. The Toyota, the Toyota Tercel wagon of the skies, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> throw me in one of those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, a lot of people don't realize, you know, that they're integral uh, in uh, national defense. Um, on 9-11, they scrambled jets out of Barnes Air Force Base. That's right, yeah. Which I thought was amazing. There you go. And, you know, I mean, I know uh, the Air Force Base in, uh, in Otis, I mean, if they don't have uh, young airmen stealing uh, <laughs> stealing <laughs> secrets and giving them to the Chinese government, then, you know, yeah. they got other things going on over there. Uh, in South Hadley, uh, you may recall uh, a couple days ago, uh, the man in uh, South Hadley who had, I don't know, uh, bunch of chemicals removed from his apartment oh yeah uh paul traffic handy uh arraigned in eastern uh, hampshire uh, hampshire district ca- arraigned in court yesterday he will not face any criminal charges uh regarding those chemicals that were seized from his riverboat vis- uh, village apartment uh he was charged late saturday into sunday morning on two counts according to uh uh, and, uh one of the atis- assistant district attorneys the first being a felony would be possession of a large capacity magazine and also improper storage of a firearm, which is a misdemeanor. But Traffic County did have a license to carry. Uh, during the search of his apartment, they also discovered hydrogen peroxide, sulfuric acid, potassium nitrate, chemicals that the the they say are somewhat concerning. But uh, he apparently will appear in court for a pretrial hearing on May 23rd uh, related to the gun charge. But as far as the chemicals go, 
Who doesn't have that stuff in their house? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got potassium nitrate and sulfuric <laughs> acid in my garage right now next to some uh, gasoline and some uh, and, 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 and a kerosene heater. That's what I've got. <laughs> yes. I've been watching the uh I've been watching this Netflix series on uh terrorism close calls or whatever. Yeah. And I've never been more scared of hydrogen peroxide in my life. <laughs> Every other story, they're like, these guys managed to get their hands on hydrogen peroxide. And I'm like, I mean, so did I when I had to clean my cousin's dog that was covered. Like, how how deadly can hydrogen? Apparently. Yeah. Well, listen, I can buy like a yeah. half gallon of it at a, at a BJ's and not like, yeah. a, like, a, like an eye. But maybe that's the case. Maybe this guy was literally just, uh, you know, cleaning his dog or whatever, and, and, and stuff went wrong, and they threw the whole book at him, and then they realized, up, oh, our bad. Well, could you please explain the sulfuric acid? Yeah. I believe that's my business. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so not he's for a, you to know. I just saw that he's out on he's out on bail, and uh, they really threw the book at him. They gave him a two hundred fifty dollars bail. So, That'll uh, teach him. <laughs> That'll teach, teach you to store chemicals in your garage with your guns. But you know what? Uh, we don't know. We, who knows? We don't know what the story is with the guy. Maybe maybe it was innocent like that. Like I said, maybe he was just doing his nails. You know, every- <laughs> that's right. He had a nail salon in his uh, in his apartment. That's that's one of the things. You know, uh, apartments and condos. You're really subject to the people that you live near. You're way when you have a house, you don't have to worry. You know, as long as you don't fall asleep with a cigarette in your mouth, it's fine. <laughs> but if you're in an apartment. Yeah. You ever live in an apartment and you realize, like, the the guy three doors down or four doors down, if that guy, you know, he smokes chronically in his apartment, you're like, you just think to yourself, please, buddy, we're all in this together. <laughs> please. Listen, we should yeah. all get lung cancer. Yeah. Only only those who are participating. So now everybody at the Riverboat Apartments is probably on edge. <laughs> Well, they're probably less on edge now since a lot of that stuff has been removed from the premises, but uh, no criminal charges from the chemicals, just on the firearms. And it almost seems like those charges, if you're going to do firearms, are kind of like, you know. Yeah. A large capacity, I mean, what what is that? You know, in Massachusetts now, it's probably next to nothing, right? It's probably like you had 17 bullets instead of 16 or whatever, right? I I, I don't even know how the law works since I, uh, you know, most of my, uh, most of my arsenals are. Uh, all ghost guns with the IDs uh, scratched you, you off. 3D printing yeah. off your guns now. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, sure. Interchangeable parts, man. That's you, how you do it. You don't, you don't have a 3D printed gun look about you. <laughs> it's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 55. Tonight, a few clouds, low of 35. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 69. It's currently 41 degrees. That's news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 655. And Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Steve is uh, off all week. Marty Caproni is uh, is filling in. So, it's uh, again, I'm so happy you're here because uh, this show would go nowhere without you. Well, I can still take it nowhere. We'll see. Let's see how. <laughs> Rock, Rock 102 and Jay Smeagol Roofing are giving you a chance to win a $102 gas card. That sounds pretty good. Go to rock102.com. Sign in for your chance to win. We'll choose one winner a week between now and June 9th. It's your chance to win a $102 gas card from Jay Smeagol Roofing. Schedule your free estimate today at jsmeagleroofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Awesome. There you have it. Uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, you know, you know places that we'd love to go to. Yeah, restaurants. that are Because like yesterday, uh, we talked about the auction at the Mardi Gras. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, there's something... You know, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are glad to see it go. I, I frankly have no respect for you kind of people, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's a, it's an iconic business in, in Springfield. And when one yeah. of those closes, 
you know, I mean, there's a there's a bit of uh, sadness and, you and emptiness. You character with some of these things closing. That's what we talk. you know, restaurants or bars or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough, like I said, I've toured most of the country. And one of my biggest complaints about it, that I, one of the things I love about Western Mass is we still have some character here. You know what I mean? And I go to all these other places, and they all start to look the same. You're in Arizona, and it looks just like Ohio. And you're in Ohio, and it's always the same thing. It's like, here's a building, and in the building is the pet store. and the, It's kind of like what the Eastville Mall we were talking yeah. about. It's like you when, they, when they get their new Chick-fil-A, people are going to go bananas over it. Right. I can't believe that Springfield finally got a Chick-fil-A. Right, and here's a crazy thing. The Chick-fil-A is going to happen to be next to a PetSmart, and the PetSmart is going to happen to be next to a Marshall's, and the Marshall's is going <laughs> to happen to be next. It's like, and that's what you see. And then you go to another place, and you go, oh, it's yeah. the same thing. Even in comedy, like the comedy clubs, the, the funny bones or the improvs, it's like every time I go to one, I'm like, well, let's go to Dave and Buster's after. And they'll be like, well, how do you know there's a Dave and Buster's? I'm like, because there just is every time there's one of those, there's a Dave and Buster's <laughs> within a thousand feet. It's yeah. just, they, everything is just replicated in every market and places lose character. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that to, a little yeah. bit later on, but you're absolutely right that, you know, those, those kind of independently owned, yeah. you know, places, you know, that's, that's to me, that's. I would much rather go to that stuff than to a chain sure. anytime. Not that there's anything wrong with the chains yeah. and realize local people and local management and all that stuff. But, I mean, you know, when given a choice, I want to go to the ma and pa place. Right. Like a nice mom and pop business, like the Fifth Alarm or Teddy right. B's. Teddy B's or yeah. Anthony's one and or right. two. Right. You don't yeah. want to go to the Olive Garden of strip bars. You want to go to the, <laughs> you got to go to the one yeah, that has. I don't, I don't like the factory yeah. approach where just like product is being, you know, pushed in my face. <laughs> well, lady, drop those breadsticks. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you want to go, you, you want to go to somewhere that has character. The Mardi Gras was one of those things that made downtown have character. It was different than every other downtown. Um, but the, and the same thing with the restaurants, right? I mean, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. We were talking about the restaurants that we liked that had closed. And we'll get to talking more about that. Plus, Nate Costa coming up later on this morning, too, from the Springfield Thunderbirds. And your chance to win tickets to tonight's uh, opening round playoff game against uh, Hartford. It's 6.58 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. One word. One and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let me be perfectly clear. If I were to suffer from an abrupt interruption of oxygen to the myocardial tissue, resulting in a destabilized angina that then led to a potentially fatal uh, myocardiac infarction, I will guarantee you this. I'll be taking the rest of the day off. In fact... When I only have 3,070 days before I can retire from this godforsaken business, if I have a heart attack, that number could easily be dropped to just two days. The day I drop off my keys and the day I pick up my final check. Yesterday, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills announced that just after three and a half months and suffering a heart attack on the field in Cincinnati, he has been cleared to resume all football activities. According to Hamlin, quote, this event was life-changing, but it's not the end of my story. After consulting with separate, highly trained cardiologists from around the country, it was determined that DeMar Hamlin suffered a very rare kind of heart attack called a commodio cortis. This is, a, this is typically caused when the heart is exposed to blunt force trauma that happens when somebody pounds you just at the right time in between heart rhythms. And since the likelihood of this happening a second time is statistically rare, DeMar Hamlin has been cleared to play football. Now, I'll be honest. 
Most of my intense medical training comes from watching episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and General Hospital. But if it were me and I suffered a heart attack while playing a game of football, my top priority would be to find something else to do besides play football. And while doctors might suggest quitting is not a medical necessity, my career would be over the very moment that my heart stopped beating. Because the idea of getting pounded in the chest by a very large and powerful opposing player ever again is more than enough to convince me otherwise. Call me a quitter if you will. I'm just not willing to voluntarily die for a job. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's grass versus weeds. But wait, here's comes Scott's fourth step. The turf war is over. You win with a healthier, greener-than-green lawn. Scott's fourth step is only 100 bucks right now with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be a okay day today. It's going to be uh, cloudy uh, and a high of 55 tonight. Some clouds and low of 35 tomorrow. Partly cloudy, high of 69. Not a bad day. It's already uh, 41 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I feel like it's been cloudy and overcast since I've been here. You know? Yeah. Well, it's a. I don't know if that's a thing or. I don't. Something. I don't think you have anything to, right, to do okay. with it. I mean, I know what you're going for, but uh, you know, don't blame <laughs> no, yourself. No, okay. You, right. you know, you, you, do be better than that. All right. you know, don't all don't right. blame yourself. I was actually just thinking maybe it's Steve. He's a little ray of sunshine, you know. Yeah. Well, he's uh, roasting on a beach somewhere in the Carolinas. Uh, Here we are. You know, you're having to put on the long sleeve shirts. Uh so uh, we were just talking about you know how uh, you know, over the course of time things that we get used to things that we uh that we may not go to but we're so happy they're still there landmarks landmarks exactly it's the thing that makes uh you know it's the it's the the culture and the flavor of of the town now we talked earlier this week about the auction uh for the the mardi gras you know you can get the sign for 1500 hours you can get uh brass poles for like you know eight bucks you know you get you know a hell of a lot of great stuff for uh, for not a lot of money but now that that's gone, and uh, you know, you wonder. Well, you know, I mean, how are these girls going to pay their way through school? Well, that's exactly it. You know, those <laughs> those ladies work hard for the money. <laughs> but it is. It's a landmark. It's one of those things that that's that's gone. That's out now, right? So then we start talking about restaurants. What are the restaurants that we think of that are closed that are landmarks? It's a great question. I'm sure everyone now has one in their head. Yeah. Right now, there, I mean, to me, there there are some that when they do shut down, there is something profoundly sad about it like for example when the fort shut down yes and uh, andy Yee and uh, peter pignelli wound up buying it after it had been shut i mean closed closed done I and mean, that's a place that's been open for generations yep and you know thank goodness that they were able to save it same thing with the uh, the white hut in west springfield that, that would have been a that would have been a tragedy to see that go as a as a uh uh a larger American, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been a personal tragedy. I still love the White Hut. They actually expanded it now too, so they've really learned how to make some money out of it. They got fries now, oh, hot yeah. dogs. You know, it's it's. it's but it's, it's a, still the same great stuff. But that's that's the thing. The quality of the burger, everything is still the same. They haven't changed it. Same with the fort. You know, some of the staple dishes that they they obviously expanded the menu and made it good. But some of the staple dishes they still they kept, there. right. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about Andy E. Uh, uh, rest in peace. One of the one of the great legendary people here in Western Mass. Uh, from a legendary family, the Yee family. One of the biggest hits, personally for me, as a Chickabee guy, was losing the Hukilau. 
Yeah, that's a that was a tough one. But and uh, you know, and not just because you had the great uh, you know the great Luau show. Or, you know, or you know, Bob Nelson would come in do the <laughs> do comedy, uh, do comedy uh, every six months. It I wasn't. Some, it wasn't about that. I had some great comedy experiences there. I I loved. In fact, when I first started doing comedy, this is a story I've never even told you. But uh, when I first started doing comedy, one night I was hanging out there at four in the morning with Andy E. You know, uh, drinking whiskey, and he's like, "You're not really gonna do this crap, are you?" I said, "I really am." <laughs> he says, "Why don't you get up on stage?" And uh, try to entertain us and see if you if you can do it. And I was brave. four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's like four in the morning. We're drunks after hours. I uh, he goes up in the lighting booth and gets all the stage lights on and everything. We <laughs> couldn't figure out how to put the mic on, so he handed me a broomstick. And uh, I went up on stage, and uh, him and three of my buddies sat in the crowd. And I walked up, and I all brave. I thought I was great, you know, open mic comedian with uh, maybe six minutes of material. And I started trying to do my jokes, and they're like, "Boo, you suck! Get off the stage, boo!" <laughs> so, so I told him, I said, oh, "I'm going to do it." I said, "You know what? Someday I'm going to be back here, and I'm going to make you bring me my poo poo platter in the green room." And we laughed. <laughs> and then, uh, like about four years later, yeah. uh, uh, I think it was a tell was in town. He's like, "Do you yeah. want?" He's like, "Do you want to come open for me?" So I was like, "Sure, Dave." So I said, I would like to order a poo-poo platter, but I have a special request. And the waitress is like, what? I'm like, I need Andy Yee to bring it to me. <laughs> so Andy Yee comes in the door of the green room. There's like two green rooms. I'm in the farthest one away, sitting against the couch. You can't see it. When he, he comes in, he goes, did you order the poo-poo? And everyone's like, nope, nope, nope. And he's like, someone ordered a poo-poo. Said I had to bring it to him. They go, oh, I think, around the corner. He comes around the corner. I'm like, yeah, I told you so. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, um, that guy was a classic. He was. It really was. He was. And and But the Hukilau is one of those ones, the a legendary Western Mass. Yeah, I miss it when I drive yeah. down Memorial Drive. And now it's a bank. Yeah, and an oil place. A great place to get your oil changed, but it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an It doesn't have the same character, you know? No, no. It's not the, it's not the same oil you would fry, say, like an egg roll yeah. or, or yeah. like some tempura. You would never do it that no. way. But, so that was a loss, right? It was a loss to Western Mass, uh, well, not only the event space and yeah. the charity work they did and the restaurant and the bar. But, you know, I mean, when they closed it, I mean, I think they closed it for you know, a good reason. Think about, I mean, I always the, the thing about the hooky ladder always fascinated me. Yeah. So that show space fit five to 600 people. Yeah. It was enormous. And when you would go to a show there, you know, the amount of... The amount of, uh, I mean, organization that it took to not only feed everybody on time in the restaurant part of it, but then to feed everybody in a timely manner and serve them drinks during a show. It was incredible. What an operation. And it, so I think you know, the, the overhead of keeping that up had to be you know, just impossible. It they, really did. They, you know what? They had it down to such a fun. Johnny, uh, Andy's dad, started that place. It was like four, four booths yeah. when he came here. He came to this country literally with like $10 in his pocket or some crazy story, and he built it up. He was so good, and so Andy has that, and uh, Edison and, yep. and uh, uh, Nikki and those guys. It's in their blood to be good restaurateurs and good business people. You would go in that kitchen, and it would be like an assembly line. There was two bars dedicated to the showroom. There was a bar dedicated to uh, bar service for the restaurant. There was the bar out front. That was the bar. There was the upstairs bar. Yeah, you, They'd have like you know, probably 1,500, 2,000 people there on a Friday or Saturday night between the event space, the restaurant, and the upstairs area if everything was going. 
and you would go in that kitchen, it ran it ran like a finely tuned machine. Yeah. You know? Meanwhile, there's other restaurants where if there's a, a, a like a busload of elderly people, it's, it you know it it closes the place down to yeah. a screeching halt. Yeah. And they don't know how to they don't know how to accommodate it. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, over over at Loft and and View Street Tavern. Uh, our chef is wife's water broke, so I I jumped in the kitchen. I had learned everything. I had to jump in the kitchen for a couple of days. Yeah, and I can tell you, I used to be real critical about that. Like, oh, these guys, how do they get this all done? But when you're sitting there trying to trying to cook and trying to, it is that it's is hard. A, it's it's a, real. You have hard. a new appreciation for yeah. for what goes into running a good restaurant. You know? Yeah, an- another place, and and it's it's in Chicopee that I think was uh, sad to see go. Was uh, Bernie's Dining Depot? Oh, oh, what a classic place! That's a hit. That's a hit for the larger Americans like ourselves. You know, the, the first time I went, um, you know, I, I uh, looked at the menu and I said, "Well, what what could the conductor's cut really be?" <laughs> it could I mean, be seven meals for the rest of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like the uh, the, the the Fred Flintstone tip over your car type oh. of brontosaurus burger yep. right there, and it's just like the biggest. It's like the biggest wad of meat yeah. you could ever possibly order. Yeah. Like, like even if you went to like a butcher shop, you couldn't get a cut. You like couldn't that. get a cut like that. And you and you know what? Um, it was, it was good. It was a good piece of meat too. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't like the hungry heifer on Cheers. Try the Beff or the Lobster. <laughs> it was real. It was real food. Yeah. It was um, my my home club always was uh, is comics with comics at Foxwoods and right. uh, them and the Comedy Connection. So. Um, the, the the two owners Mark and and Mike they used to make me bring them down uh, the prime rib from Bernie's they saw it on that Phantom Gourmet and oh they yeah went, they went there and they were like that's in your town so every time I would go down I would bring them stuff I was devastated when I had to tell them they weren't doing takeout anymore <laughs> oh my god yeah you know I I remember posting a picture I I went there I ordered the uh, the queen cut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, sure. Yeah, you know, the little one's too big. The the queen cut's way too big, and the conductor's cut. You'd have to be out of it's your ridiculous. mind, to do, right? So I uh, I took a picture of it. It's sitting on the plate, and then you get the side dishes, and yeah. I and I put like the like some green beans and like a, a roll here, oh, and then then I took a best. picture. and I said, "How in God's name Does am I expected to eat all those green beans?" <laughs> 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 but that's a that's a place that yep. uh, that you know, you didn't want to see go. Bernie's was one. Uh trying to think of another another good one oh the, we were talking about the ivanhoe that was in west springfield they used to be able to go we get used to love going to the hoe drunk these <laughs> so you'd go to the hoe and get hammered on a sunday for uh for brunch i think it was uh, perfect place to nurse that hangover you had at geraldine's across the street oh god oh yeah and forget <laughs> about the we talked about that we talked about that we talked about geraldine not a place that i was sad to see go um but uh yeah the, uh, the other one was big boy uh abdow's big boy yeah you talked about that i talked about that as well um i think i'm trying to think for like springfield too like so the first two restaurants i ate yeah at when i first got into town yeah i was staying at uh what uh well what is now the la quinta oh because you know the station spared no oh. expense to put <laughs> me up real fancy back then it was uh the ramada it was still the ramada back then so i went and like uh the first night i i had uh i had dinner uh, with some folks from the radio station, and we went to uh, the Spaghetti Warehouse. Ah, uh, another one right on Congress yep. Street. And I'm like, wow, what a what a fancy place with a bunch of doodads on the wall, yep. and this tastes like glue. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that was my uh, that was my first dinner, and then the the next night we went uh, a little bit further into uh, downtown and ate at uh, the Spaghetti 
uh, Spaghetti Freddy's. And I thought, is every restaurant in town about spaghetti? Because if that's the case, I might want to think twice about taking this gig. And I I told you this off air. If you were going to eat Italian in downtown Springfield, you really had two choices if you really wanted to go somewhere good. And that would be, uh, uh, was I think Silvano's was was the one. Which I never ate in that restaurant, but I used to we used to get the quarts of the sauce. It was so good you could oh, get take yeah. out on the sauce. And Lido's. Lido's was unbelievable. You know, I I, I used to get all these Lido's gift cards at yeah. like golf tournaments or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, I probably had several hundred dollars Squirrel worth. Squirrel them away. <laughs> yeah. I mean I probably I, on a good night, I probably could have gone and used gift cards to buy everybody dinner at the place. You could have rolled them all into Bitcoin and never had to work again. Yeah, right. I would have had. <laughs> yeah, right. Except I never went in there. No, no. And 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 my wife, you know, who you know went there all the time, said, "What do you mean you never went to Lido's? You never went in there to have the two for one?" I'm like, uh, "No, I I I never did. Uh, I I and and they closed it. You missed out, and I regret it." You missed I out. Totally. Reg- I regretted not using those gift cards when I got them and always felt like, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's add them to the, the rest of the stack. Someday I'll go. Someday. Some, someday I'll I'm going to go hog wild in that place. Yep. And that never turned out to happen. Ah, it's the worst. It's terrible. Uh, there's a, there's other ones too. I, I think there's, I know I, right now I feel like people are listening to the radio, like screaming, like say the place, say the place, say the place. <laughs> but the, the truth is there's been a lot that have, uh, I asked you about this one too. Another Chickabee seems to have lost a lot of restaurants, I think. Um, but Admiral DW's was on Memorial Drive. Yeah, I remember that. And it was uh, that was a great place to go for seafood. It was unbelievable, and I uh, used to love it. And then closed. Now you got Massey's, which yep. is which is good. You know, you know, it's it's such a tough business to own a restaurant. You know, really I mean, is. you know, the Hooky Lao, a tough restaurant to run, even <sighs> though. Can you imagine how they would, how things would be over there if there was like a labor shortage oh. on a fr- on a Friday or Saturday night. Even a even a, like a well oiled machine like that would have a hard time oh, getting the people to work there. And and you think about that. Imagine if that place had been open during the pandemic. Yeah. What would have happened? You know what I mean? It it was. Whew. Uh, you have people with, uh, you know, five table restaurants that couldn't keep a staff. Can you imagine having a place with 2000 people and you can't yeah, and, you can't keep it up? And, and, and all of a sudden, Bob Nelson's back and you got to make sure you got everyone's all well stocked for that one. For those that don't know Bob Nelson, you should probably look him up. Uh, it's the only comedian I've ever seen wear a football helmet on stage every so. year for the last 40 years. It's like the, the one guy who's absolutely unwilling to change his act <laughs> <No>. at all. <laughs> well, you know, we had uh, I did uh, bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, which to everyone's like sounds a little terrible, and it probably it was, you know. But <laughs> but it, I used to listen to it on the Stern, the Stern show. They used to uh, talk about the upcoming shows. It was always a Stress Factory and bananas in Hasbrook Heights. So when I got to do those clubs, it was cool because when I used to work for Coca Cola, I'd sit in my truck and I would dream about being a comedian, and I would dream about you know working those clubs and everything. So it was a thing when I did it. <laughs> I go to Bananas and they used to put a board up before the show. It was in a Holiday End. the 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 comedy club was just the ballroom of a Holiday Inn, right? And they would put a board up of the pictures of all the people who had been there. And I got to tell you. There was about three pictures of Jerry Seinfeld, two of Chris Rock, and 900 pictures of Bob Nelson, who I think was there every day of his career. He certainly had his favorite rooms. That's, yeah. that's for damn sure. It's 725 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Let's go. I'll wait. It's back. It's 729 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni filling in for, uh, for Steve all week long. 
you missed any part of the uh, of the show, check out the daily podcast. It gets posted right after the show. Also, Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest is John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. And I'm going to do something I don't normally do. Uh, I think tomorrow I'm going to be posting uh, a very special bonus episode. Oh, wow. With a guy named Ahmad Wasif. This is a guy who played with uh, Lou Barlow's Folk impl- uh, Implosion oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a few years ago. Yep. Uh, he's also been uh, a steady member of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs for years, too. But he's got his own solo stuff. It's actually really interesting. And you're able to hear all of those interviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast and a rock102.com. Monday, I got another real, uh, a real good one uh, that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. But that's coming up. I'll tell you more about that at a later time. And I'll, I'll say it for Steve because he's on a beach. There's uh, also Steve Nagel's Mind Your Business Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the episode he did with Marty, which uh, yes. is the only one to, to worth listening to. <laughs> no, it's not true. They're all good. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. How satisfied were you with your home heating? It's just about 7.33 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's time for news. Uh, a four-story parking facility collapsed in New York, uh, New York's lower Manhattan near Pace University and the New York Stock, Stock Exchange yesterday, killing at least one worker and injuring five others who were inside the structure. Emergency personnel using robotic devices after firefighters were pulled back from the fallen structure due to unstable conditions. Check the site for any further casualties, but officials say they believe all victims have been accounted for and no foul play was suspected. The fact that uh, that there were, I mean, yeah, f- fatality and injuries uh, and everything, but there weren't more of them. That's I mean, a miracle. It, it's, it is a miracle because, you know, I mean, you've seen how things uh, sometimes occur in situations like this where it's a lot of fatalities and a lot of injuries, and they're very, very lucky that it was just these six people. You know, if you if you go to New York a lot and you park in those garages, you realize why they probably collapse is because they take 9,000 cars and they stack them on each other like they're, they're matchboxes. Yeah. You know? I was kind of surprised the uh, the Civic Center parking lot in Springfield didn't collapse at some point. I, I got to a point where I wouldn't park in it anymore when I was downtown because I was too worried about it. And one time I made the mistake of going in the elevator. And oh, I was like, yeah, I'll never yeah. do this again. It was like a Saturday night or something like that. And I got in the elevator to uh, to to, and I was like, "What am I doing right now?" Because the cell, <laughs> the elevator was made out of like lead, so your cell phone signal wouldn't work. And it started making the grinding noise and really slowly going. And I'm like, "If I get trapped in here, yeah. I'm legitimately here till Monday at least." Remember you know? when we were kids and there used to be these uh, these PSAs uh, on TV that would tell you like you know not to play. Uh, near like a like an abandoned refrigerator. Yes, yeah. I always felt that that's kind of what that. It was that the abandoned was like, refrigerator was, of parking garages. <laughs> exactly. You get yeah. to that elevator, you're putting your life on the line. I, I liked as the cars started to get bigger and bigger, you know, and the SUVs. Now you got like a 19-seat a SUV or like these super giant truck, and you'd feel them drive over the expansion joints in the parking garage while you're walking. You'd feel like your feet oh, shake, yeah. and you'd be like, yeah, this is not good. It's, uh, yeah, when when half of the, the spaces were, you know, <laughs> condemned yeah. and roped off you thought this this can't be right. you really took your life in your hands you're like if i if i don't die in a collapsed parking garage i might get stabbed walking out of this parking garage <laughs> you know you know last uh last november when we were doing stuff with the uh, the thunderbirds for the mayflower marathon we we went over there and you know we were you know we did meeting up with nate and a few other people in yep. the organization and they were tearing that thing down and i just felt like man i wish i just had like a like a lawn chair and a, and a, like yes. a, a cooler. Cheer I would, it on. I, yeah, I would sit there and watch that thing get demolished, you know, forever. Talk about, 
entertainment. That's, uh, that's almost as exciting as watching a hockey game inside the building. I'm surprised with the way that Nate is so good at making everything entertaining. He didn't He didn't have like a demolition party where uh, someone pushes down on the thing and it blows up. Yeah. That would, how fun would that, that have been? That would have been great. Who wouldn't want, who would, hey, listen, everybody wanted to see that thing right. go and they're going to build a, a, a brand spanking new one and it's going to be beautiful with retail and everything and that whole uh, that whole park next door, it's going to be a, like a whole, a whole big thing. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Fantastic. But for years, you had that awful eye, eyesore that if people pushed hard enough, we could have knocked it uh, over. Built, it was probably built like the 50s or 60s. It had the dated style, uh, the, the the shapes cut into the iron beams <laughs> and everything. As it got older, you're like, maybe cut less shapes in this and make it more structurally sound. Please. Yeah, it, it kind of looked like those old uh, Fisher-Price toys. It was like a... <laughs> Yeah, that, that had the, that, the the shapes in it. Yeah. You pull it apart and let yeah. all the blocks that's, come out. That's exactly what it was. Fox News reached a last-second settlement yesterday with Dominion Voting Systems on Tuesday as the case raced towards the opening statement. Fox is going to pay $787 million to end this colossal two-year legal battle that publicly shredded the network's credibility. That $787.5 million settlement is the largest publicly known defamation settlement in U.S. history that involves a media company. And while the Dominion case is now over, Fox is still facing a second major defamation lawsuit from Smart uh, Smartmatic, another voting technology company that was similarly spear, uh, smeared by Fox News after the 2020 election. That case is still in the discovery process, and a, a process, and a trial isn't expected anytime soon. But they may have to pay <laughs> a second time after dropping, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars. And I don't care where you fall politically; uh, you just have to take note, though. Whenever you see someone pay three quarters of a billion dollars, uh, there was a reason that they did. There uh, was a reason that they did, and but they settled. So I mean, right for them, which which so think about this: they settled because they thought this is a whole lot better than going to court. Right, seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. That's a uh, it's a big chunk of change. That's that's a lot of hush money right there. Uh, Southwest Airlines was tempor- temporarily grounded yesterday. Federal uh, FAA uh, administration uh, paused all Southwest Airline departures Tuesday morning uh, because of uh, some some internal uh, uh, <laughs> some internal breakdown computer wise. Uh, it was uh, not considered uh, suspicious, and flights resumed about uh, eleven thirty in the morning. But uh, over twelve hundred Southwest flights. Uh, had uh, had been delayed as a result of it. Also, in a related uh, airline tragedy, Spirit operated normally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's really the sad part the about Greyhound it. Greyhound of the skies, Spirit, Spirit Airlines. Uh, facing the long shadow of a potential death penalty sentence in federal court, Springfield uh, man Calvin Ro- Robertson on Tuesday admitted his role in three murders in the city that date back to as far back as 2006. Uh, Roberson pleaded guilty to lesser charges of manslaughter. However, as part of a global agreement, local prosecutors are orchestrating with the federal authorities in Connecticut. Therefore, Roberson and another man have been charged with the 2021 kidnapping and fatal shooting of Francisco Roman of Chicopee before setting him and his car on fire in Hartford. Uh, Roberson was 40, first admitted on being uh, one of the three men who held up the owner of a nail salon 17 years ago. Uh, and uh, he is also... Uh, he continued to commit home invasions and other robberies uh, in between all this, including uh, being hired for $5,000 to kill uh, Yonatus Jimmy Pachardo over a bungled robbery involving a Rolex watch. So, 
Wow. He so, uh, he uh, he did the right thing and and pleaded guilty. Murders going all the way back to when the Ivanhoe was in West Springfield. <laughs> That's right. No, that is terrible. Wow. Speaking, That's a one man crime spree. No kidding. Speaking of uh, West Springfield, they uh, issued a boil water order yesterday after uh, several. For several locations, for at least 48 hours due to a water main break in the area of Rogers Avenue and Gooseberry Road. As a result of the break, certain areas of West Springfield have experienced dangerously low water pressure. Crews were working on it to uh, conduct repairs, but what they are telling you is, is if you are living between south of Dewey Street and Amos Town Road to the Westfield River and Agawam Boundary and west of Piper Road, Amos Town Road, and South Boulevard to the Westfield uh, uh, border, uh, they are... They are seriously considering uh, keeping you uh, boiling your water before you drink it for the next 48 hours. Also, a health, healthy tip, don't uh, boil your water and then immediately bathe in it. Yeah, no, yeah, safe, you, you might want to let it cool down just a tad. <laughs> but, safe. but if you're going to drink it or say, I don't know, mix water with your baby formula, <laughs> I would certainly boil that uh, first. So, yes, yeah, solid, solid advice. That uh, that guy uh, in South Hadley, uh, new information uh, released regarding that massive police investigation at the apartment complex over the weekend. 33-year-old uh, Paul Traficanti arraigned in court yesterday. He will not face any criminal charges regarding the chemicals that were seized from his apartment. Uh, Mr. Traficanti was charged late Saturday into Sunday uh, morning on two counts. The first being a felony would be possession of a large-capacity magazine, and also improper storage of a firearm, which is a misdemeanor. Traficanti had a license to carry, but during the search of his apartment, they also discovered things like hydrogen peroxide, sulfuric acid, potassium nitrate, things that are normally pretty bad. Uh, he's not to, to possess a license to carry or firearm uh, identification card. He's not to possess any firearms or ammunition or magazines. He's also not to construct or be in possession of any at-home chemistry labs or anything to that effect. He is not to possess knives or swords outside <laughs> your typical kitchen knife. What? No swords? <laughs> not, you this take is away an outrage. My, taking away my sword? <laughs> He's uh, scheduled to appear in court May 23rd for a pretrial hearing on gun-related charges. Man, you can take away his chemicals, you but know, the moment you take away his sword, you never know if there's going to be some sort of duel over a damsel <laughs> in distress. You don't know if they're going to say, on guard, and next thing you know, they're they're fighting uh, they're fighting for, for someone's... For someone's, uh, for I thought this was America. You can't even <laughs> fence in your living room at the riverboat apartments anymore. No fencing. No. <laughs> this uh, is terrible. No, no combat. <laughs> an outrage. Oh man. Well, there goes the uh, apartment complex samurais. Good luck protecting <laughs> yourselves, everybody out there. I don't. I don't believe this is part of the <laughs> of the condo association. What if fees? we have it wrong and he's actually like uh, Mr. Wizard's son? <laughs> yeah well he doesn't uh, he doesn't sound like it but no. you know i mean i don't know what what you can really do with hydrogen peroxide and sulfuric acid and and, and some of these i assume make that, something bad that makes something that might i don't know be uh inflammatory or uh, something to blow it up yeah yeah i well yeah like i say i uh I, I'm a pretty dumb guy, so I don't know other than hydrogen peroxide. I, I, is there an application for sulfuric acid that you would use at your house ever? Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. I, I I usually dumped all my sulfuric acid in a, a <laughs> storm drain or you know a sewer system, but and, I would never had that in the garage just sitting there waiting to be burned. Yeah, I, but I don't even know. Like Potassium nitrate sounds real bad, but yeah. I don't know what it is. 
I'm dumb. I know. I I'm mean, like, I, you got to take this potassium ice. They're like, Marty, it's baking soda. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. But that could cause real problems in the wrong hands. Uh, tonight, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are opening up uh, their postseason against the Hartford Wolfpack, uh, who, by the way, uh, the Thunderbirds beat uh, nine to three against uh, over, over the course of the season. And uh, finish, the Thunderbirds finished fourth in the American Hockey League. The Thunderbirds are expected to sell out tonight. Puck dropping at 7.05. Nate Costa will be joining us just after 8 o'clock this morning. Two-game sweep. I'm predicting it tonight. That's a good call. You know, Two-game yeah. sweep. That's a very good call. That's, yeah, that's the best one I can make. A mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 55. Tonight, a few clouds. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 69. It's 41 degrees right now. And that's news on Rock 102. A local bank that makes a difference. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751. And ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Marty Caproni filling in for, uh, for Steve this week. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 55. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. And a high of 69. Things are uh, holding steady right now at 41 degrees. You know, everyone's got a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a uh, dream home improvement. Sometimes it's an absolute necessity. And Rock 102 wants you to get that project underway with Pick Your Project. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You could win $3,000 in cash, which you could use for any number of things, like putting some relaxation in your summer with 21st century pools and spas, designing and installing a secure and stylish perimeter from Valley Fence, Shopping for kitchen and bath fixtures from Bay State Plumbing and Heating Supply, water pumps, water filtration, and other water treatments from Aqua Pump, or updating or maintaining your HVAC system with integrity, heating, and cooling. It's all very simple to do. If you want to win that $3,000, you got to go to rock102.com and sign up. One winner will be chosen at random. It's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at daveminerroofing.com and rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. Now, uh, next hour, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds is going to join us. Uh, the playoffs against the uh, the playoff series against the Hartford Wolfpack begins tonight. Three game series. Game one is tonight. We will have tickets to give away a little bit later on next hour. Uh, your chance to win those coming up uh, right away, but you got to be sure that you're able to pick them up by five o'clock uh, this afternoon. That's uh, that's kind of the catch. That's the uh, that's the that's the catch on this thing. They can't use their name at the door. Um, no, not even. Not, I mean, you can try, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to let you in. I just uh, I just played Back in Black from uh, from ACDC. So excited about this Friday morning. We're going to talk to the guys who uh, who are in the lead singer and the drummer. For the country and the world's only all-gay ACDC tribute band, Gay CDC. <laughs> now, they're coming to Boston, actually to uh, to Alston at O'Brien's Pub on uh, the 29th, Saturday night. Uh, it's already filling up pretty good, but uh, it's going to be a great show. This is, uh, when I say they are the only ACDC cover band with an all-gay uh, lineup, they put on the show of a lifetime. I would go see that just on curiosity's sake, you know? You know what? If you if you go online and watch them on YouTube, you say, all right, you know what? That's really good. That's it, really, it's really worth good. worth it. You can, uh, they've, uh, they do uh, new versions of like uh, Dirty Dudes Done Dirt Cheap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dad's Got Rhythm. And my favorite, A Whole Lot of Jose. So uh, <laughs> that's coming up on Friday morning. Should be, uh, should be great. That's awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, it's the Nate Costa coming up in just a few minutes. 754 on Rock 102. 
If you and 9 a.m. It's uh, just about 7.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. The Pioneer Valley forecast is brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, we live in a society of rules. Without rules, we live in anarchy, total chaos, a sort of lawless environment that would promote such brazen hostilities, like that thing with the mattress tags, or using the same place tw- a plate twice at a salad bar, or storming the Capitol, wearing a Viking helmet and animal skins. Rules are essential. However, there are times when rules are stupid, and when that happens, it's usually a rule that comes from Major League Baseball. Oh, sure, I got used to that infield fly rule, and I'm getting used to the new pitch clock stipulations. But if Major League Baseball had its way, they would bastardize and destroy the very game that made them important in the first place. Yesterday, the league announced that they'll be experimenting with some new rules this season in the Atlantic League. Some of these rules would include a designated pinch runner that would be allowed that would allow the substituted player to remain in the game. They're also looking at something known as the double hook designated hitter rule. This would allow the team to use the DH throughout the game just as long as a starting pitcher lasts at least five innings. If he doesn't, then the team would lose their designated hitter and the pitcher would be forced to start taking the plate. There's also something called the single disengagement rule in which the pitcher is allowed to take his foot off the rubber once per at-bat and then pick off a runner and or to reset the pitch clock. Folks, what the hell are we doing here? Baseball doesn't need more rules that nobody understands. We've already got enough of those things. What baseball needs is simplicity. Part of its long-standing popularity is that it didn't take a genius to figure it out. Baseball is a game that was created for idiots by idiots, and that's what made it so great. If you asked an idiot about the rules of baseball, you'd probably get the right answer. Today, baseball is being mutated into something that's completely unrecognizable. And I just don't have the time or more patience to take on new things. So how about we leave baseball alone and focus our attention on other things like how to buy a box of Fenway Franks and not miss the action because the pitch clock wasn't long enough for you to get back to your seat. Now those are real world problems. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. It's hurting, isn't it? Jeremy to the rescue. Jeremy's the lawn care guy at the South Hadley Rockies. You want to ask Jeremy about Scott's four-step? He is going to tell you about Scott's four-step and other things, too. Good people like Jeremy at Rock Solid Service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8.07 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni filling in for Steve and Rock 102. In the studio with us right now, tonight is game one of the Calder Cup uh, playoffs. The Springfield Thunderbirds taking on the Hartford Wolfpack. I frankly think the Wolfpack is in for a whole hell of a lot of pain. But in the studio with us is uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Congratulations. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, thanks for having me as always, guys. You know, um, we've last year when you brought the Calder Cup into the building, you know, and, and uh, yeah, they did, Marty. They brought, yeah. actually brought the cup in here, and they're holding it with – uh, you know, with with white gloves and it's you know, it's so well, careful. It's an important and, trophy, I know it, that. I don't know much about hockey, but I know that it's an important trophy. But you know, what I find interesting is you know when a team wins the Calder Cup, 
Nobody's wearing the white gloves when they're drinking beer right out of it, or you know, yeah. using it for like a soup terrain. No, no one's, no one's doing that at that point. It's like the the, the gloves come off, right? And the guys have a great time. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. we weren't able to raise it. We were taking it around to try to show people what we were playing for, <laughs> um, and uh, we we ran into a really good Chicago team. Um, but our our group did so great last year on that on that Calder Cup run. Now this is a this is a wild card series, so. You know, you're you're kind of coming in and not knowing like until last second who you're who you're playing. Is that hard to 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 plan for? Even even if it is a team like Hartford. Yeah, that was really challenging. We we, we didn't really know who we were going to play or what position we were going to be in until our game ended on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we played Providence there, and so it actually worked out really well from a from a hockey standpoint. Like we're right down the road, so you know, a quick half hour drive down to play Hartford and vice versa. Um, but a real challenge to just fill the building in three days. You know, that's the that's the challenge that we face a little bit. Um, we've had a great pre-sale to date, but uh, tonight we're going to be offering quite a bit to try to get people out to support the team. We're going to be doing $2 dra- uh, domestic drafts, $2 sodas at every home game through the uh, third round. So just Even if some you don't like stuff. hockey, that's something I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. see, there drafts, you go. Maybe I'm in. You don't there need to go. know the rules. I'm in. <laughs> well, that's what you need. You need a, you know, listen, uh, if if people don't buy the, the rest of the remaining tickets, whatever's out there, then you're going to have a bunch of Hartford fans in there. No one wants that. Yeah. You, you know, know you the $2 drafts, even if you're just a very, very casual hockey fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's a, it's a good point. That's a good point. Two years in a row, you hit the postseason. And, uh, you know, for a long time, that was not something that uh, people in Springfield uh, were aware of that actually happened, that there was a postseason. But two years in a row, you're you're there. So the possibility is still out there that you could be fighting for a Calder Cup by the end of it all. Nevertheless, when as as these guys are getting set for for the playoffs, what's their mentality on the minor league level? Is it is it? Is it different? Do they still see it as 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 a, as a championship as as they would say like a Stanley Cup or you know what's the what's the mindset of these guys playing these games? Well, I mean, I, I think for sure, right? I mean, last year a lot of the we've had a lot of guys back from last year's run, so that's the thing that we've heard from from the hockey side is that they're amped up and ready to go and do this again. I mean, we got all the way to the end. We played all eleven home games that we could last year, so they had a chance to to go through it one time. Um, so I know that a lot of the guys, I mean, you know, you know, a lot of the guys played a lot of their time here. Um, and so it's a really important thing, I think, for the room and for their development. You know, like I, I think at the end of the day, the, the number one goal, obviously, is to get to the NHL, right? I mean, that's the, the level and that's what they want to do and that's what they want to attain. Um, but uh, along the way, it's these kind of things where, you know, it really the team comes together and um, get a chance to ho- hoist a cup. I think it's a pretty special thing. I mean, I think our team really sees the difference, too, in terms of the fan support here in the area. You know, they, they go to games down in Hartford and Bridgeport, and some of those crowds are, are really sparse. Um, we hear it a lot. The energy in the building has been fantastic, and the guys really get up for that. You know, I think the unfortunate thing is that St. Louis didn't make the playoffs, which is going to help us. You know, we get guys like uh, Tyler Tucker back and uh, Nikita Alexandrov and Joel Hofer, who is going to be their backup next year, is going to play for us, and he's had such a good year. Um, I think he finished second in, in goalie stats for the for the team. So, um, you know, like we're we're excited about the run. I mean, the team is primed. I mean, if you've been out to one of the games in the last couple of weeks, you can see that there's been a a, sw- a switch that's been flipped, and uh, I think they're ready to go. That affiliation with the Blues, um, yes, they didn't make the the postseason, but that's been maybe one of the strongest affiliation relationships I think we've seen in Springfield in a very long period of time like they seem to know 
exactly what they want out of their farm system and seem to know exactly what to do to either draft or bring in kids that are that are you know that are on their way up that is different than some teams view their minor league affiliate tell, tell me about the difference between what st louis has done as opposed to what other clubs have done yeah i mean it's a great comparison to what we had with florida you know i mean night and day difference right like the the panthers unfortunately were looking at it um sometimes as a, a financial decision right in terms of who they're bringing in and you know they want to develop players but they weren't fully investing in bringing good quality veterans to surround their guys with so when we had the chance and we heard that san antonio had sold and i knew of a couple people down there the Blues have always been known as a first-class organization, Doug Armstrong, their entire crew. I mean, they won a Stanley Cup in 2019, um, so well-respected in, in the hockey world. Um, and they understand developing players in a winning environment really makes an impact. You know, that's a that's a big thing. Like, when, when you're in the room and you're, you're fighting to get to the next level and you're winning games, it helps development, right? And you get to the playoffs and you get to go through high pressure situations and big crowds and, you know, winning big games like they did last year. I think St. Louis really valued that that experience for their players. And they reinvested us in us again this year. Like they brought in guys like Marty Furk, who, you know, is leading scorer in the American Hockey League. Yeah. And they, you know, they bring back you uh, Matthew Pekka and Tommy Cross and Will Bitten and, you know, Steven Santini. Like these are veteran guys that they pay, you know, good money to, you know, not only win at this level and those guys are obviously trying to get to the next level but they're teaching our young guys in the room how to be pros and it's a really good it's a really good mix of prospects and veterans and uh <clears throat> it's a little bit like old school ahl hockey right like where they're trying to win at this level because they really do think that winning at this level you know is great for development that's all we were asking for right like just just give us a chance right yeah. at the end of the yep. day was we're doing our stuff on the business side we're going to fill the building um, but a winning product helps a ton, right? And you guys are seeing that. I mean, our attendance numbers have been huge. I mean, we're 12th in a league and a 30 league team or 30 team league. And um, the winning has absolutely helped just kind of grow the brand. This is uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. The uh, Thunderbirds going to be uh, game one tonight against the Hartford Wolfpack. You know, we were, we were talking before we went on the air about, uh, like you said, because St. Louis is in the, in the playoffs, no one's, no one's being, no one has been called up and anyone who has is back down. But of the teams that are in the playoffs, not everybody's in that situation. So in in theory, if you look at the regular season standings or the you know the final uh, records of some of these teams, it's a little deceptive because some of their best players are up in the NHL right now mm. in their playoffs uh, mm. in their playoffs. So a lot of these teams are already kind of at, at uh, in a difficult situation because their best players are not there to compete. For a Calder Cup, your players, I have to assume, know that and understand that. So it really is kind of like a, a leveling type of experience for a lot of teams. Those that might be favored might not be favored because of exactly that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a lucky thing for us. You know, you'd like to see St. Louis have the run, but it's a lucky thing for us that they're not in the playoffs sure. because, you know, the guys got sent down that were with us for quite a bit. So they're ready for that run. But, you know, I think on the opposite side of it, you know, Hartford's in a different position. You know, the Rangers are playing the Devils right now. I think yep. they took a couple of their top prospects up to uh, what they call black aces. They keep them on the sideline just in case the guy goes down. Um, so, you know, that might give a, a slight advantage. But, I mean, they're a tough team. Like, Hartford's you know, played really, really well down the stretch. They battle us. We, you know, we, we won a hard fought game on Saturday and a one nothing win um, at home. And so, and I know that it's going to be a great matchup. 
um, at the end of the day. But, you know, like I, I feel like our team is in a great position. We finish strong. Um, and they, they love playing at home in front of the big building, um, and we're going to have a big crowd tonight too. We're talking about the rivalry between, uh, you know, Hartford and Springfield. It's a, a budding rivalry again. That's that's uh, that's great, not just for you guys and not just for Hartford, but it's also great for the fans, right? It gives you another level of uh, a way to participate. Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, you know, it's been kind of challenging on the marketing side, just kind of, you know, hammering everything on our own. And when Providence comes to town, we are in Bruins country. We get it. Like, there's yeah. a lot more people that come out to see us. The Hartford thing didn't really move the needle for the first few years. They've got a pretty good marketing person down there now. They're starting to build their their fan base back up, similar to how we did seven years ago. Um, and now there's a lot more crossover. Like our fan, it's easy to get to, right? We're 25 yeah. minutes down the road. That doesn't happen very often. And so, you know, we we had some fun with the mayors of the cities, and we're going back and forth on a fun, friendly wager. And we're just we're trying to engage that a bit more and try to build a real I-91 rivalry. So, if for example. Harford were to win, uh, Dom Sarno's going to give them uh, Red Rose pizza and some White Lion Brew uh, beer. But if uh, if if Springfield wins, then Hartford gives them insurance policies. Yeah, that's, that's all a, the only thing that saying, defines right? that city. I guess some delicacies from a pastry shop <laughs> if, downtown is what they're what they're saying. <laughs> if if Hartford uh, if Hartford uh, uh, does Mayor Don Sarno gets a hood pass, uh, so he can safely uh, go to anything in downtown Hartford and not get shot. Well, I've never been a big fan of the city of Hartford or any of the people that live there or their <laughs> hockey fans. Well, there you go. And I'm just saying yeah. that. And listen, we're not trying to cause a rivalry here. Oh, but, you no, know, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to cause problems. I know that people yeah. in Hartford listen to the show, but I mean, yeah. you know, for the next couple of days, that's that's going to be my position. I, I love it. Please, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to cause any trouble or anything. No, but, absolutely not. Nate know. Costa uh, from the Think- Springfield Thunderbirds uh, in in the studio with us right now. You know, we were Marty and I were talking uh, yesterday and even a little bit today that uh you know what a difference it is for for Springfield to have a team that uh I don't this this is not to 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 diminish or to dismiss or be disrespectful to the Springfield Falcons because without Bruce Landon yep. and you know his commitment to the Springfield market there would be no Thunderbirds but you know, to me you know what you guys have been able to do um to create this exciting atmosphere, this festival atmosphere, this anticipation of every game, and then to turn what had been into a very, very difficult ticket to sell to now being one of the most difficult tickets to find, that is a major turnaround. And a lot of it has to do with your ownership group and you. And and that has to be an enormous source of pride for everybody involved in that organization because you know i mean it has turned around so dramatically yeah i appreciate that i mean we've put a lot of work into it you've seen right from the start like i i started coming out and and meeting with you right at the beginning and i think we had a vision for this you know the ownership group absolutely did i did did we think that it was going to come together this quickly? No. I mean, I think the winning really helped push that. And especially coming out of COVID, you didn't know what you were facing, right? I mean, that was the biggest challenge. We we, we have, are an industry that we have to pack rooms, right? And so that was really scary. But, you know, what we what we did was strategic. And, and when we went through COVID, we, we invested in bringing back our staff early. Um, you know, we've got such key key people in our office that, you know, we, we had the blueprint. We were on the move. And right before COVID happened, 
happened, it was right on the cusp. And so like we invested into when we came out of it, we came out of the gate strong and really continued to double down on investing on what we do, which is providing a great experience at the rink. And uh, the, the fans in the area have embraced us. Right. And that's a really big thing. I mean, we're getting we're, we're providing real experiences for kids, too. Like, I mean, obviously, we, we talk a lot about, I mean, hockey, hockey's the product. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of the t- conversation in our office is about how we cr- can create experiences for people in this area, create experiences for kids that they're not going to get at a, you know at any traditional pro experience. And that's what our staff is doing. And then by extension, oh, by the way, we have a great hockey team, which helps. Yeah. You know, but but and that's only going to improve because the plans for outside the building on the Bruce Landon way. Uh, you where as you were describing to me almost, uh, well, I don't know, uh, almost almost a year ago uh you know that's a very exciting situation uh for that uh, for that street tell me about where that stands right now and and if there are any new developments uh going into it yeah i think unfortunately there hasn't been much work on the site uh, across the street I, you know the the long-term plan here is that that parking garage is going to be state-of-the-art 50 million dollar structure that they're going to make sure is uh you know, top of the line, and there's going to be retail on that front, on that on that bottom bottom row. But you know, I think the the, the challenging part is we haven't had that parking structure all year, which has been a real challenge. Um, I know the state is working on it, but unfortunately, we don't have we don't have much say in the entire process. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been slow going, quite honestly. I mean, you come down to the rank. I mean, you can see it right across the street. There hasn't been much movement. Um, so we're hoping that thing's going to get going pretty quickly. Like, you know, it's not easy to find, you know, the parking downtown. MGM stepped up and pretty much everyone's parking over there when they come into games. And they've been such a good partner to allow to do that. But, you know, I think we're the only rink in professional sports without a, without a parking structure across the street right now. I mean, obviously the thing had to come down. It, it yeah. did because it was at its last leg. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to need something like that to continue the momentum. I mean, the fans have been great. They've dealt with it. And, um, you know, they're, they're walking over in sub-zero temperatures and they're figuring it out. Um, yeah, but, it, you know, but now the, 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 the weather is starting to change, and yeah. you know, the, I mean, and the money is yeah. earmarked for that project 100%. to rebuild it. I mean, it's going to happen. Hundred percent. It's just going to it's just going to take a little bit of patience on everyone's part. But once it's done, yeah, I mean, not it's it's you know, it's not just a parking garage. I mean, it's it's a full experience. You're you're shutting that uh, Bruce Landon way down to tra- uh, for traffic, and there's going to be you know a park and things to and things to do. It's going to have a totally different vibe during well, game time and throughout the, the throughout yeah. the rest of the year well and uh before like uh right you, you had valet parking there you just if you pulled up and left your keys in your car for more than five minutes someone would take your car oh uh, yeah you wouldn't get it back but, no but, uh, you, uh, would take but, it. but you could you could be rest yeah. assured that'll be taken yeah. care of but those were back in the days and you <laughs> talked about covid that was back in the days when you took over uh the the thunderbirds were ahead of the curve because uh all the games were socially distanced there'd be about 12 <laughs> people in the stands <laughs> So, and I remembered when you took over, I remember I actually met with you and I told Baxis, I said, this guy's going to do something. He's such a good looking guy. He's got a presence and everything. I assumed that you had come from out of market. I assumed that you were like a, an ex-AHL uh, or NHL player 
that you came in here. But you know, I couldn't put it all together because you had all your teeth. So I was like, this guy, <laughs> did he really play at a pro level? I don't know. I don't see any scars yeah. or any teeth. But but uh, His scars are on the inside, Mark. Yeah, it's it's behind the suit. 32 teeth and, and nothing uh, disfiguring on his face. I was like, oh, maybe maybe he was that good. Um, <laughs> but I researched. I found out you're you're actually a hometown guy too, I am, right? Yes, I was born and raised in Springfield, went to Cathedral. and So did I. Yeah. Same, we went to the same high school. One of us turned into uh, one of us turned into a guy who uh, is leading a professional sports organization, and the other one, uh, well, <laughs> the other one talks about his uh, genitalia on the weekends for me. Uh, but you know, the the uh, the the thing that I see, you must have such a sense of pride now, knowing through the years, b- being here through the lean years and everything as a fan, almost like. Uh, Almost like a Bob Kraft with the Patriots type thing where you were probably a fan before you ended up becoming the president of the team. Yeah. Um, it must feel pretty good, right? I mean, I grew up in the area going in the Falcons games when I yep. was a kid, you know, and I was I was really young when the Indians were here. But you're right. Like, I mean, Bruce did such a great job. I I, I wanted to work in pro sports. That was my goal. That was my dream. I, I ended up going down to San Antonio and starting my career down there working for the hockey team that was owned by the Spurs. So I, I got to see firsthand how an AHL product could be built in a non-traditional market and how you could how you could build something from the ground up. And then I went to the American Hockey League here in Springfield, and I, my whole job was to travel to different teams and yeah. to help them on the business side and fill their building. So essentially was able to get my PhD in sports business and take all those ideas and bring them to Springfield. Wait a, and, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're Dr. Nate Costa? Yeah, there you go. I, why I, I we, didn't mean that. Why are we but. not calling you Dr. Nate Costa? <laughs> Dr. Nate, look at this guy. He looks like a GQ model. Dude's He's got, got a, a PhD. Unbelievable. Uh, game one of the Calder Cup uh, playoffs tonight at uh, 7.05, the Hartford Wolfpack. Game two is on Friday, and then on Saturday, if necessary, uh, that's going to be played uh, in Springfield, yes. game three, which is a three-game series. So Yeah, it could be a deciding game on Saturday night. So That's awesome. We'll have uh, tickets to give away a little bit later on this hour. Nate Costa, best of luck tonight. Hope you uh, yeah, kick their ass. Thank you guys so much for, Thanks for coming Appreciate in. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Nate Costa with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rockwood. What's the best part of a Dunkin' run? The coffee... Or the dollar donut. Two dollars. It's uh, eight twenty-eight with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock One Hundred Two. Keep your pants on, folks. I, you will get to giving those tickets away in a little bit. I promise. But as you know, Steve's not here. Yeah. We're uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing newscast. I'm flying. He's doing I mean, <laughs> everything, I'm, and I'm just watching. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I got there's so much on my shoulders this week. I can't wait until it's all over. I'm Nothing. So, no offense. I'm no. enjoying the hell out of you. But, <laughs> yeah, sure geez. you are. <laughs> Too much. I'm sorry you have to carry all this dead weight. I can't even. I don't even know how to work the phone <laughs> system here. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> well, th- th- everyone has to really try to win those tickets, I guess. Yeah. So, like, uh, like for example, like next week we're gonna have like some new equipment in the studio. Oh boy! And everyone's been trained, and except me. Oh, and I, you know, I'm, I'll probably do more with it than anybody. But you know, I haven't had a moment to spare, <laughs> and uh, and much interest in uh, learning new things. So when it happens on Monday, and I'm sitting here for the very first time, I can you know stew and you know swear and you know rue the, the day that technology took over my job. Uh, yeah, if Steve happens to be listening, I hope you're enjoying your vacation. You're gonna really pay for it on Monday. <laughs> we got news coming up next. The Rock 102. It's Car Care Month at least. It's 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Villa Napolitana. The night of comedy at Villa coming April 26th. Get your tickets 
today and let's see what's going on in news today oh yeah hey did i tell you that uh, the springfield thunderbirds are in the uh, the playoffs you know i've heard a rumor yeah uh a rumor. it's tonight and uh we will have tickets for you a little bit later on this hour uh to see the thunderbirds crush the hartford wolfpack and like i said uh, just moments ago for the next couple of days i am just going to say this uh i will mean this at no other time of the year I don't care for the city of Hartford. I don't care for its people. And I certainly don't care for its hockey fans. Now, once that series is over with, I'll go back to liking you. But for temporarily, talk, we're just talking temporarily in a block of time. Forget it. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna make a more aggressive stance. I don't like you, Hartford, even after this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to sit here and allow you to badmouth the, the people of, of Hartford. You, for long. You want to know why I can say that with confidence? Because even people in Connecticut don't like Hartford. Because if you've ever been to Hartford uh, after hours, anything after 5 o'clock at night, it's a ghost town. I'm convinced nobody actually lives in Hartford. People, Everyone lives outside of Hartford. Yes, most people live outside of Hartford. Which is fine to all of you driving in your cars outside of Hartford. Yeah. I mean, if you live in like uh, you know Ellington or yeah. you know Windsor or Windsor Lock, South Windsor, I love you people. Yes. But uh, if, as soon as you get into the uh, into the city limits, you know, that's I I got to draw that's, the line. That's that's it. And and for this week we are at war. Yeah. But well, yeah, until until Saturday cuz that's, until, that's well. when the series ends. Uh if you're in West Springfield, do not drink that water. Especially if you are in uh, certain areas of town, south of Dewey Street, Amos Town Road to the Westfield River, uh, Agawam Boundary, or West Pipe, uh, West of Piper Road, Amos Town, South Boulevard to the Westfield Boundary. Uh, the reason why is the town has issued a boil water order for the next several days due to a water main break in the area of Rogers Avenue and Gooseberry Road. And the town is telling you that uh, the water pressure is so dangerously low that if you drink the water, you will have major digestive issues, oh. and you do not. As someone who's had major the water contamination in my past, I can tell you: if they're telling you to boil the water, boil it two or three times. Well, I do not want to take the risk of having it uh, chew through your through your insides and ripping you to shreds. The thing that makes me most sad about this is that when the Thunderbirds sweep uh, the uh, the Wolfpack in two, yeah, uh, they're not going to be able to play "Dirty Water." The song because it's too soon, too soon. Maybe for the West Springfield yeah, people. Yeah, that's uh, but they're across the river, and uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like a whole universe True. away. Speaking of uh, of West Springfield, it's about time. But West Springfield will soon have its own twenty four hour veterinary emergency hospital, making it the first of its kind in Greater Springfield in four years. As you recall, back in twenty nineteen, they shut down the VCA Boston Road Animal Hospital. Yes. Uh, so people have had to go to South Deerfield in emergency situations. But you know, you know there are some people in Springfield that don't have the ability to get to South Deerfield or go to further out in the state. You know, whether it's uh, Groton or you know, uh, I mean Grafton or you know, Walpole or whatever it is. So <laughs> to have this uh, built uh, is perfect. I have an important note for those that are going to be working at the 24-hour animal hospital in West Springfield. If somebody comes in with a pet Eland antelope, that is not their antelope. Uh, please return that antelope to the loop of zoo where it belongs. <laughs> the, uh, the new veterinary hospital is going to be across the Olympia Ice Center on Capitol Drive. It'll have things like ultrasounds, full blood services, in-house lab tests you know uh years ago we uh, we got a dog this is actually a true uh it's a sad story oh, but great. it has it has a happy ending <laughs> okay 
we got a dog, and uh, this is one of those uh, those dogs that was from out of town, and yeah, we rescued. <laughs> well, he's out of town, dog. Yeah, one of, yeah, he's on the street. Say, hey, uh, brother, can you spare a biscuit? Yeah. And uh, we got the dog, and uh, you know he was doing fine. Cute little, uh, cute little mutt. Yeah. And then uh, I just happened to come across a pair of tickets to see Rush. And they were going to be at Mohegan Sun. And I got these tickets, and I'm ready to go. And you're a drummer, so Neil yeah, Peart. Oh, man, are you kidding me? I love, I love Rush, and I love Neil Peart, and, and I'm all excited to go to the show. Well, wouldn't you know, uh, the dog starts getting sick uh, on the very day of uh, this concert. So we had to take the dog to, uh, to Boston Road Animal Hospital uh, you know, yep. uh, many years ago. And uh, we were told that the reason why the dog is so sick and lifeless is because he has come down with a very difficult case of parvo. Oh. Which is not good for dogs. And uh, they told me that uh, I have two options with the dog. I could uh, either allow Boston Road Animal Hospital to quarantine them on site. Okay. And administer medications and... uh, and uh, and uh, yes, you know, <laughs> IV bags and all this yeah, other sure. stuff, and they would be happy to do that and to save the dog's life for a mere fifty five hundred dollars. Okay. Now I said, okay, so what's option two? He said, well, you could quarantine the dog at your house and administer the the medicines your damn self for only five hundred dollars. Well, so I did a quick cost analysis. <laughs> you ran the numbers, ran the numbers, really crunched them. Actually did it twice to make sure that, uh, that one, <laughs> I also didn't need to be hospitalized. <laughs> and then, uh, I chose to take option two. Yes. Smart, so, smart move. So the dog came home, uh, with us and we administered all the medication and, uh, we did it in, in, in the house and the dog, uh, is, uh, recovered Still alive today, still kicking, still providing hours of enjoyment uh, for my kids. Now, in doing so, in this process, while trying to figure out, well, what should we do? Uh, sure. Do we leave the dog here and or go he- see Rush at Mohegan Sun? Or do we bring a very sick dog back home and allow these tickets to be wasted forever? Oh, no. You made the right. You made the right choice. Didn't Ultimately, you? I made the right financial choice and maybe the right moral choice. But on the other hand, I never got to see Rush again while Neil Peart was alive. And so. the dog is alive, but Neil Peart isn't. Yes. So the moral of the story is: crate train your dog. Yeah. Don't don't crate train <laughs> Neil Peart or any of the other guys in the band. Oh man. Yeah. So ah. so there you have it. So to this day, when you hear Limelight playing. You get upset and you flash back to the Boston Road Animal. No, I, 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 there's a part of me that says, whew, it's good to hear Rush. So glad I didn't have to pay $5,000. <laughs> that's really what it boils down to. Uh, that South Hadley man that found himself in a whole heap of trouble yesterday, 33-year-old Paul Trafficanti, arraigned yesterday in Eastern Hampshire uh, District County uh, Court. Uh, he will not face any criminal charges regarding the chemicals that were received from his Riverboat Village apartment. Mr. Trafficanti was charged late Saturday and Sunday morning on two counts. The first being a felony would be in possession of a large capacity magazine, also improper storage of a firearm, which is a misdemeanor. But uh, he did, ha- and he, but he had a license to carry all that stuff. But they still discovered uh, hydrogen peroxide, sulfuric acid, potassium nitrate chemicals. That uh, the, uh, the the authorities say are quite concerning. Like you are not supposed to have all those sure. chemicals in your house. And as a result, 
Uh, he is not allowed to possess a license. Uh, <laughs> he is not allowed to possess a license to carry or a firearm identification card. He is not to, to possess any firearms or ammunition or magazines. He is also uh, not to be able to construct or be in possession of an at-home chemistry lab, which I would be furious about. Yeah, you know, because you can't even do your Mr. Wizard experiments or anything there. You, you know? know, I mean, it, let's say, for example, that he wanted to, uh, let's say he was very, very ill and decided right. to build a meth lab in a camper somewhere. Sure. Uh, say, like in the Southwest, he would be unable to do that. He is also not allowed to possess any knives or swords outside your typical kitchen knife i was gonna say that's gonna also make getting takeout really hard for the next year you can't have knives yeah know? how's the man supposed to cut a steak just out there with a spork trying to use the back side <laughs> of it so you could cut your steak uh the swords thing is a little interesting yeah don't you think yeah yeah so that must mean he had swords in there too right yeah uh, they wouldn't specialize you can't i've never heard that before uh, you can't. We're taking away your swords because if you said that to me, I would say I possess exactly zero swords in my house. I have. Uh, I'm sword deficient in yes. my house. Yes. I would like to see more swords. Yeah. I have no. I mean, swordfish were probably the closest I ever get to my house. You get to that, which you'd have to eat without a knife. I would probably need to contact my <laughs> lawyer before I cooked it in my house in my lab. So, so this guy, uh, listen, for whatever it is, they had seven different law enforcement agencies there, remember we were talking about, on a holiday, getting all that pay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 it, I mean, and we got him a misdemeanor for like uh, $250 bail. Yeah, so. and it, it, you know, I mean, it shut down the street. I mean, there were like yeah. so many authorities out there doing their job, yeah. uh, you know, trying to figure out what this guy was doing with all these chemicals and, and weapons that, uh, you know, this is what the, this is what's it's, going on. It's one of those weird things that uh, where you read the news and you know there's always a story behind the story, but you'll never know the story. You know what I mean? Like the guy might have a real plausible explanation or yeah. the law enforcement might have a real plausible explanation why they couldn't say something. But you'll never know that because no one can ever really find the story behind the Well, story. I'm sure there's always a reason why somebody would yeah. have, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, but you know, sulfur in their house, you know, potassium nitrate. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a reason and a good, you know, a good purpose for that. And this is where I have to exit the conversation because I am an idiot and I don't know what potassium nitrate is. None of us do. I, it literally could be, uh, it could be uh, baking soda or table salt. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't what, know what, what it is. What do we look like? Uh, you know, Heisenberg yeah, over yeah. here. We don't know any yeah, of that stuff. We're just two idiots with microphone and headsets. Uh, <laughs> Barnes Air Force Base is going to be getting a whole lot of new planes. Uh, the latest generation F-35 fighters will be uh, will be going to the 104th Fighter Wing guaranteeing that the Westfield base role in national air defense will be uh, economically viable for years to come. It's a big commitment to, to Barnes. I'm excited for those people at Barnes Air Force. I'm still very dejected and hurt that they haven't asked me to fly in one of those jets. You know, it's on my bucket list. You know, I don't see why they don't ask. I, it's probably because I'm not qualified even as a D-level celebrity. See, they you know don't, I mean? they don't ask. Fill in yeah, a well, <laughs> I don't know about that because I've seen people with far less qualifications for, than you oh. squeeze into one of those. Maybe. They would never ask me because I don't think the thing could get off the ground. I was going to say, they probably saw my fat head on my Instagram. <laughs> uh, follow along at home if you want. Uh, Marty Caproni. <laughs> uh, my fat head, they probably like, we can't fit that in the canopy. It'll mm -hmm. never close. It's gotta, you know what I mean? There's yeah. got to be a way. Yeah. Would you mind being strapped to a wing? We don't have a custom helmet for that <laughs> giant dome of yours so uh sorry kid there it's, goes your dreams it's gonna be a mix of sun and clouds today a high of 55 for tomorrow partly cloudy and a high of 69 the temperature right now uh hell i don't even know oh it's 43 degrees 
Baxanago on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking to uh, comedian Ray Harrington. It's going to be coming to uh, The Loft. Excited excited for that. Ray's, uh, Ray's fantastic talent. Uh, people, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, Friday and Saturday, get some tickets. Uh, go to loftcomedyclub.com. Uh, we also just announced that Emo Phillips is on sale for uh, next month. So the blast from the past. Yeah, that's a. You know what? Uh, he he was, is one of the. F- when I've seen him, it yep. was like one of the funniest comedy shows I've ever seen. He, he it, it's as weird and bizarre as he is, he's a genius. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Brilliant guy. It's not your conventional comedy show when you go see it. It's it, and, and as crazy as it was when he started, it's kind of held the test of time because it's yeah. it's unique. You know what I mean? He's actually known to have written. The funniest joke ever written. What's what was the joke? Oh, God. you know what? it's a, it's a religious joke, and I can't remember. I I, I can't do it justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, it's it's have to look it it's up. hysterical. I mean, and and you gotta have to as you read it. Yeah, yeah, and you you can't find it online. When you read it, you kind of have no other choice but to put it in that voice of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just amazing. I mean, I when I saw him, I had just interviewed him. And it was the first celebrity interview I had ever done. In your whole ever. career. And uh, went to the show, got great seats, and I regret it. Because one of the seats, <laughs> you know, it's like, like you've never seen Gallagher before. It's like, oh, I got front row for Gallagher. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How great is this going to be? <clears throat> it, it, it's not. But, you know, he, he's doing, he's uh, halfway through the set. He grabs a chair. He sits down. And he starts, uh, you know, he takes his shoes off. Like still, Mr. Rogers, still telling jokes like nothing. Yeah, takes yeah. the shoes off, takes the socks off, and then he's got a uh, like a in his pocket, in his coat pocket. <laughs> he pulls out some toenail clippers and starts clipping his toenails oh while he's God. telling the jokes. <laughs> and these things are flying into the front row, oh and people are ducking oh at them. Like, like like they're being you know, <laughs> oh it's like some sort of yeah. It, but it was it was out, unbelievable. And then he then later when that was done, he got up and. <laughs> Took like a like a wet nap, moist towelette, washed his hands, <laughs> then pulled out some uh, some dental floss. And starts doing like he's <laughs> daily his maintenance. Teeth. That's really funny. And he doesn't skip a beat. He didn't stop. You know, no. with the, with the, the material, he just kept on going. And it was like every joke was funny. So you didn't know if you should be laughing at the joke. Is this a bit? Is or it, or yeah. is the, did he really have something in his teeth at the time? He, he had no idea. Just well, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Well, it's going to be good. Uh, I will I will uh, make sure that there aren't toenail clippings flying into people. Well, <laughs> I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's still doing Probably that. I, I know at my age, I don't have the flexibility to just lean was, over and do it. Yeah, the toenails become a once a year thing. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I can tell you, um, yeah, we have him. We have Michael Rappaport, uh, Mary, uh, Marilyn Rashkab, the one from uh, 24 yep. and uh, Legally Blonde. She's coming. Um, and uh, as always, uh, this Thursday, you'll have me and uh, dinner for 20 bucks at the door. <laughs> so I may suck, but the roast chicken this week is going to be phenomenal. No, you'll be you'll be you'll be fine. And, you'll be uh, fine. This this week, uh, Thursday at the door, that's sponsored by Dazed Cannabis. Uh, so uh, it's going to be uh, it's a special 420 show. In coordination with the uh, YPS group in Springfield, so. and uh, Ray Harrington will be on the show tomorrow on the phone. Ray will be on plugging his weekend. Hope that people get tickets to that as well. That'd be awesome. 
Speaking of tickets, the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds open up their playoff series with the Hartford Wolfpack tonight at the Mass Mutual Center. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets. To the 10th caller at 293-1021. Now, the only hook here is you're going to have to be able to pick them up by 5 o'clock today. If you can't do that, I wouldn't suggest calling because there ain't no way you're going to get those tickets at 5.01. So if you can go and be here by 5, be the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Here we go. My favorite part. There you go. people know. It's a (laughs) crushing dream (laughs) for nine new people. It's 8.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. 